Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster, kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder, too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends, and she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one, and the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kids' imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th, and we are totally going, so check it out. Welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today's episode is sponsored by Pipsticks. Postcards and letters are a great way to stay in touch with kids. You can purchase a subscription from Pipsticks so that your favorite little person can get stickers, postcards, and other stationery in the mail every month. You can mail them letters to keep in touch and they can use their subscription materials to send you mail right back. It's a great way to correspond with nieces, nephews, and grandkids. A subscription to Pipsticks is the best way to keep in touch with some young people in your life. Click on the link in the show notes and choose your gift subscription today. Before we get started today, I want to give a shout-out to Orla and Ethne. These two sisters are so cozy, all nestled up in the pouch of a giant red kangaroo named Hoppleton Beansworthy III in Perth, Western Australia. Orla and Ethne have shared some great drawings with all of us that you can find on the website. Thanks for sharing your art, you two. Eleanor and Gordon, the rulers of a kingdom called Minnesota, have shared some great artwork. In fact, you can find a cool drawing of a jellybean fish and a diagram of the life cycle of a jellybean fish on the website. Pretty amazing stuff. I'm just excited that the rulers of an entire kingdom reached out to the podcast. That's so cool. Also, Miles and Lincoln. Miles shared a great drawing of Roly, the good gloop, fighting a bad gloop. Miles and Lincoln spend their days training racing chickens up in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Thanks for listening, you two. Next up is Thomas Dawson from Melbourne, Australia. Thomas is a hardworking artist, and he has shared so many different drawings of characters from the show. It's a real treat to flip through his drawings. Thanks so much, Thomas. And Liam, who got shrunk down to the size of a peanut and is currently living in his own mailbox, drew us all a couple of awesome pictures. My favorite is the one of some heroes fighting the red dragon. Thank you for that, Liam, and I hope you're staying warm in that mailbox. Now, if you'll remember, the last time on Stella's journey... She tried to teleport herself and two of her friends back to their house on City Island. She had never before been able to teleport to a specific place, and never before more than one person at a time, but she figured it was better than being eaten by a cave spider, which was the alternative. 
So we rejoin Stella and her friends to see where they really are. Stella and Clover and Jude squeezed each other tightly and closed their eyes. They heard a voice, a little voice, and it said, Why are you hugging? And where did you come from? They loosened their grips on each other and opened their eyes to see their home. And Elliot was there next to them. Elliot, you're here, yelled Clover, and she knelt down and hugged her little brother. Uh, yeah, of course I'm here. I live here. And so do you. That's why we're all here. Why are you acting so strange? asked Elliot. We were about to be cave spider lunch, Elliot, said Jude. Stella used her magic to teleport us back here. Ooh, nice one, Stella. You're really figuring out the teleporting thing, huh? said Elliot. I guess so, said Stella. I'm just glad that none of us got eaten. The kids all agreed that not being eaten was a really good thing. Once everyone calmed down, the kids made dinner and got to thinking. Stella, Clover, and Jude were all thinking the same thing. Stella was the first to say it. You know, I don't want to go back in those caves anymore, she said. Our trips to find magic stones have been getting more and more dangerous, and we barely made it out today. And what if my magic doesn't work just right the next time? And Clover and Jude looked at each other. Clover said, You're right. I don't know what we'll do without the magic stones, but it's just not worth it anymore. What do we do then? asked Elliot. How will we make money and pay for everything? We'll figure something out, Elliot, said Jude. You know what I've been thinking? said Stella. What if you three came with me? We, we could sell everything that we have here and set off together, the four of us. You could join me in my search for Ben-Ben. Clover, Jude, and Elliot didn't answer right away. It was a big question. City Island was the only place they had ever known. It was their home. But they didn't really have any attachment to the place, no family they would be leaving, and they couldn't get magic stones anymore. Well, that's a lot to consider, Clover said as she looked to Jude and Elliot. It's, it's worth thinking about anyway. The next morning, the three had made their decision. They would join Stella on her adventure. They figured it was time for them to move on from City Island and seek their destiny. Or, you know, just travel a bit. And they were becoming a new family with Stella and wanted to help her find her brother. The next few days, the kids sold nearly everything they owned, leaving only the things they needed to travel with, whatever would fit in a backpack. They bought tickets to travel on a boat to another island. The trip would take five days. The day came when they all would set off on their journey. They said goodbye to their friends and boarded the boat to someplace new. The boat they were traveling on was a merchant boat. It was a boat that carried goods from one place to another, buying and selling, and sometimes giving people rides. There were some other people who bought passage on this boat, too. It was packed with boxes of things, all kinds of things, coffee beans, grain, wool, tools, all things the crew would try and sell at the next stop. Stella, Clover, Jude, and Elliot were comfortable on the ship and had met some other kids, too. It was turning out to be a nice trip. On the third day of their five-day trip, the kids were down in the cafeteria playing cards with some other travelers. They heard yelling from up on the deck. 
loud, urgent yelling coming from the crew. Stella and the kids all ran up the stairs to the deck. The crew was running around frantically, pulling rope, readying weapons, yelling to each other. Stella saw a crew member up in the crow's nest point off in the distance and yell, They're closing fast! Stella ran to that side of the boat and saw a ship headed fast in their direction. The ship out at sea was twice the size of the ship she was on, and it was speeding through the water super fast. At the very top of this ship was a dark red flag. It can't be, thought Stella. The Red Pirates? She had heard of the Red Pirates, but thought they were just a tall tale. Just a scary story collected from ship's crew and boat passengers and embellished over the years. But there they were. Oh no, said Clover from behind Stella. Pirates. Have you ever dealt with pirates before, Stella? asked Jude. No, she said. Her mind was racing, thinking of all the ways they could get out of this. There was no land in sight. The other ship was twice as big, with, with probably twice as many people on it. Bad people. Grab a weapon, Stella said to her friends. There's a big shipment of swords down below. That ship will board us in just a few minutes. What should we do? asked a couple other kids who happened to be traveling on the ship. Stella turned and saw two kids standing looking at her. They seemed to be waiting for instructions from her. Who are you? asked Stella. The older kid said, I'm Eleanor, and this is my younger brother Gordon. Are those really pirates coming this way? Yeah, said Stella. You two can go down to the hold and wait for things to settle. I'll come and get you once this whole pirate thing is over with. Certainly not, said Eleanor. We are here to help, not hide. Stella thought of herself and her brother Ben-Ben how they found the courage to fight back against the entire Gloop army and make it away safely. It wouldn't have turned out that way if they had just hidden. Eleanor and Gordon reminded Stella of herself and her brother Ben-Ben. All right, then. Go down below and grab some weapons, anything you know how to use. Bring them up here. Got it? said Stella. Got it, said Eleanor and Gordon together. Stella saw the captain looking through a telescope at the pirate ship. She ran to him and asked, have you ever dealt with pirates before? The captain was startled and lowered his telescope to look at Stella. I've dealt with many pirates through the years. I fought some. The rest have just paid off. But those pirates, those pirates charging through the water coming straight for us, those are the pirates you never wish to see. The red pirates. And we can't outrun them. Uh, and there's no land nearby. I don't know what we'll do. We'll fight, said Stella. It's the only way. Stella reached out and took the captain's telescope as he ran below to prepare his crew. Stella looked through the telescope at the pirate ship. Many pirates stood on its deck, wielding weapons and hollering and preparing the cannons. Cannons? Stella shouted out loud in surprise. The ship Stella was on didn't have any cannons. It was just a merchant ship. Their ship had cannons. No fair, yelled Stella. No fair, no fair. I'm sick of this. 
cave spiders and dinosaur birds and pirates with cannons, and I'm over it. Stella was stomping down the steps to the deck now, and her friends all saw her throwing a bit of a fit. Clover, Jude, Elliot, Eleanor, and Gordon all had handfuls of weapons. Swords and daggers and bows and arrows. Stella knew that those weapons would do little good. Those kids didn't have experience fighting or wielding weapons. She looked out to the pirate ship closing in on them and gritted her teeth. Eleanor, Gordon, you two start a fire in a pot up here on the deck. Clover, you three go below and get some things to burn. The ship captain then approached Stella. Ah, you know you can't light a fire on a boat, right, dear? I, I do appreciate your trying to help, uh, but you know lighting fires on wooden boats is an awful bad idea. It won't be a fire on our boat. It'll be a fire on their boat. Just keep out of line of those cannons, said Stella. You heard her, crew. Cut to starboard and don't let them see our broadside, yelled the captain as he and his crew scrambled around on the deck doing sailing stuff. Soon, Eleanor and Gordon had a fire going in a cook pot right there on the main deck. Clover and the others brought up lots of wood from down below. Stella stood next to the edge of the boat and looked out to the pirate ship. She was going to try something completely new, something she had never done before and she was hoping it would work. Stella held out her hands, one hand open and pointed at the pirate ship out to sea and the other hand open and pointed at the pot of burning wood. Stella closed her eyes to focus her magic. She snapped both fingers and poof, the burning wood from the pot disappeared completely. They heard yelling from the pirate ship and saw smoke coming from its deck. It worked, yelled Stella. She had just teleported the burning wood to the deck of the pirate ship. More, Stella yelled, more fire. The kids scrambled around, trying to quickly light another fire in the pot. Meanwhile, the captain was frantically trying to zig and zag through the water. But the pirate ship was so much faster, there was only so much he could do. Soon. The pirates lined up a shot and blasted a line of cannonballs right at the merchant ship. The balls whizzed over the deck, barely missing the mast. The captain yelled down, They're too fast! They'll have a line on us in another few minutes. I can't outmaneuver them. Can you hold them off until their ship is burning? Asked Stella, wondering how much time she had. They put the fire out. They've got water pumps. It's not working, yelled the captain, looking through his telescope. Stella, can't you just teleport the pirates off of their boat? asked Eleanor. Off their boat? To where? asked Stella. To the water, said Gordon. Just teleport them out to sea. I don't know, said Stella. And she really had no idea. Lately, she had been pushing her teleporting powers to the limit, trying new things. She really was figuring it out, getting total control of her powers. But she didn't know if teleporting the pirates off the ship would work but it was worth a shot. You're right, Eleanor. I've got to try. Captain, get close, yelled Stella. Get close? yelled the captain. I don't want to. Trust me, Stella yelled back. It's our only chance. The merchant ship cut back toward the pirate ship. Soon their cannons would unleash another barrage and certainly sink the merchant ship. Stella held her hands out toward the pirate ship and closed her eyes to focus her magic. 
Stella had her eyes closed as she worked her magic and she heard the distant splashing sounds. She could hear her friends around her cheering. They're gone, said the captain, looking through his telescope. Their deck is empty. And sure enough, out in the water was a large group of pirates splashing and yelling and swimming back to their ship. Wait a minute, said Clover. They're just going to swim back to their ship. Nope, it's our ship now, said Stella. Gather our things. I'm going to teleport us over before they swim back. Clover, Jude, and Elliot ran below deck to get their things. Stella, can we go with you? asked Eleanor. You and Gordon want to come with us? asked Stella. Yeah, said Eleanor. You'll need extra crew for that big boat. Definitely, said Stella. Get your stuff. Stella approached the captain. We're taking their boat. You guys should get out of here. Thank you, Stella. We'd be in a deep bit of trouble without you, said the captain. Good luck on your travels. Stella went to her friends, now waiting on the deck with their bags. Everybody ready? she asked. Everyone nodded. She held out her hands and closed her eyes and blipped. To the pirate ship. Everyone opened their eyes to find that they were, in fact, on the deck of the huge pirate ship. They could see the merchant ship nearby turning away and setting off quickly. The pirates were still out in the water, swimming back to the boat. Mm, I'll lower a couple lifeboats for the pirates before we leave, said Jude. We can't just leave them out there. Yeah, said Stella. You're right. Drop two lifeboats and let's get out of here. The kids dropped the lifeboats for the pirates and set sail for someplace new. The End Thanks for listening, everyone. I'd like to offer a few corrections from the shout-out list. First of all, Orla and Ethne do live in Perth, but not in the pouch of a giant red kangaroo. I totally just made that part up. And Eleanor and Gordon are not technically the rulers of a kingdom called Minnesota because Minnesota is a state, and it doesn't have rulers like a king and a queen. Also, Miles and Lincoln don't train racing chickens at all. They're just kids who do regular kid stuff. Thomas Dawson is a hardworking artist. No correction needed there. And Liam did not get shrunk down to the size of a peanut. He's a regular-sized kid and lives in a regular human-sized house. Be sure to check out the website, kidstoriespodcast.com, for all kinds of cool stuff. Send your questions and drawings to kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Adios. <laughs>